Now, Jacksonville to be exact. You're listening to Remote Renee, episode 29. Today is Lobster Day. So happy Lobster Day to the seafood lovers. We are, my two-way crew is here at the beach too, as you can see, Snooka Booka, Cole, VP. I'm sorry, man. You gotta be, we wish you were here. Y'all remember that scam? Wish you were here, that Ponzi scheme. Oh, God. oh my gosh. Wish you were here, guys. The Montgomery's making memories. We're that family that you see at the parks that have the shirts on that are all dressed alike. We have names on the backs. Montgomery one is mine. This is what we're doing this week. What's up, fam? Hey. Hey. All right, so hey. let's see. All right, so VP, I see you are here now. Let's go. What we got for the scoreboard? Yeah, you like this virtual background? Uh, <laughs> so. Oh, we do. We do, Paul. We just got the I like just to make it in time. <laughs> All right, so the first one, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Space Jam collection came out. LeBron, I think, uh, yeah, LeBron 19th, 19th season for next year. Uh, what do you guys think of them? They're costing $200. Cost, they cost $200. I mean, they look lit. I'm not going to lie. The colorway, you can tell it's Looney Tooney. I love that whole mix of animated versus non-animated type of stuff. And so when the clothes look like the cartoons and we're at, we just went to Disney. So I'm here for it. Okay. What y'all think? what do you think, Snooks? Uh, I think back in the day, you all would have been worrying me to death to get you a pair. But now that all my babies is like 30 plus, they're not, uh, maybe. But I do have grandkids who are probably going to want to rock those shoes. Yeah, right. Good luck getting them. Right, right. Well, I think I like them. I just I think it's because it is the animation. It gives you the ability to be more creative with it. It doesn't have to be more of a casual style black. You know, you can actually be with the fun colors, and it's okay. Like to have the crazy mix ups and things like that. So I think I think they're real. I like them. Yeah, I think that too, for summertime vibes, you know, when there's always bright colors, I think that always works. You getting a pair of VP? What's good? No, nah, I don't wear LeBron's. <laughs> oh my God. Who do you wear, Paul? Who do you wear, Paul? Um, I, mean, I mean, I don't really like wearing any bunches, but you know, I'd, I'd make my own shoes if I could. Oh, that's see, he's idea. that tight. Paul wants to wear, you see, he I wears a PG sport. So that's hat actually every funny. Time. That's, that's funny you said that because I was like about to go get new shorts and I was like I can't buy like I can't I couldn't buy them. So you only want to rock your stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll make my own stuff. I, ooh, there you go. I'm okay with that. That's why we doing scoreboard. Okay with that. Paul, I got I got you. So if you get your own shoes and make them, we all rocking them. We yeah. all come the PG. I'd rather I'd rather get the PGs and LeBrons any day. <laughs> and you better make sure they're not cheap, though. I don't want no shoes, even though I know that Nikes do fall apart from time to time. I get that. Make yeah. us some nice shoes that when we walk in Disney, my sister's feet were hurting in Disney. <laughs> this is actually a true story. Shay's feet were hurting at Disney. And so the next day when we went to Universal, I had to give her a pair of my side collective shoes. Shouts to Saya, and she said her feet felt good the next day. So shouts to luxury brands. It's a black owned business. It's a shoe company. But yeah, if you're going to make it, make it right, PG. What we got up next? Yeah, as you know, like <laughs> shoes are like the hardest things to make. As you saw, big baller brand couldn't really yeah. even do it themselves. Um, so yeah, what I got next is obviously everyone was watching the Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Um, some numbers, ten, uh, Floyd got $10 million guaranteed with 50% of the pay-per-view sales. Logan Paul got a quarter million dollars guaranteed and 10% of the pay-per-views. 
but I also read that, you know, Floyd probably made like, you know, another hundred mil after all that, all that stuff. And his sponsorships, he said his sponsorships were 30 million just on his, on his trunks. Just 30 million on patches on his trunks alone. So to get your brand patched and stitched onto his trunks, he collected $30 million. Has the pay-per-view numbers came out yet? I'm really curious about that. They should be out by now. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I didn't see anything yet. Because um, like we're talking, we're talking millions here. I just want everybody to understand we're saying it with an M at the end because he said that before the fight even started, he already netted 40 million and that he thinks he's going to easily pass 100 million for 30 minutes. Well, and I know they had to train. Over, when it's all over, I just want to know where is he going to be because he'd be throwing the money out the windows and so wherever he's going to be when it's all over and he's riding down the street with the windows open and he's throwing the bundles out. I just want to know what day, what time, and what location he's going to be at. Well, well, that's well, that's wants to know when the parade is. When is the Floyd parade? She wants to catch the money. His, he does own his own strip club in Vegas, so. Oh, my God. There's that. <laughs> Well, oh, maybe maybe it'll be the time that we're in Vegas, so I'll be checking my... <laughs> no, ma'am, we are not visiting Floyd Strip Club. Shout to Floyd Strip Club. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, we're not visiting his strip club when we go to Vegas. I, that's, that's done, Cole. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Yeah, and since basically it was successful without knowing the numbers, I know it was successful. Um, Wiz Khalifa, he's already been training for like, you know, MMA and combat sports for a while, which I, which I actually didn't know. And he uh, joined the PFL as an owner, as an owner. And so now he's interested in doing it himself, too. So do you guys, would you guys want to see more celebrities versus pros or celebrities versus celebrities? I actually am, I'm torn with that because this fight could have been more than what it was. It, it just, it, I feel like he held back a lot, I guess, to make it more of a show. But at the same time, I just feel like if, if you keep playing with it, you're just, you just, you're just, just, it's just not the same. It's like, when we so watch the question Tyson is fights, really, I, so the question really is Cole, if you're a professional boxer, this is the real scenario. They don't make a lot of money, but when they fight these YouTubers and then they're asked to put on a show and then they're getting the biggest purse they've ever gotten, like, do you blame them for putting on a show? You know what I mean? Like, cause I know you're saying he's holding back, but he made a hundred million dollars. Then don't call it boxing. You're, you're, you're actually diluting the actual sport by doing this. The people who are training every day, who are trying to really win titles, they sh I mean, I get it. If they want to do that as a side, like, oh, I'm a real boxer, but then I'm doing this on the side, it's fine. But these are retired people who are just coming yeah. out and now they're diluting the sport for those who still are training, who are still real boxers. So I just want some torn about it. Don't call it boxing then. Call it something else, but don't do that because you're just you're making it bad for everyone else. Well, listen, let me just say that Wiz Khalifa, just like we just talked about, Big Baller couldn't make it with shoes. Maybe he couldn't make it with his weed that he has, a special <laughs> brand of weed. So he ain't making no good money from that. He's supposed to be in Charleston next month uh, for a show. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, why, do listen, know Snook, why do you think that he doesn't? Why not just make more money? Like if somebody's telling Wiz Khalifa you could make $100 in 30 minutes of a fight, even if he had $200 million in his account, why not? 
I just don't think I, I'm not a real big boxing fan. When I first met your dad, you know, he had been doing that Golden Gloves boxing. I told him I'd never go to a bout because I cannot handle it. And we used to have those bout parties for fighting, you know, when you all were growing up. Never watched them. I just think it's barbaric. That's all. Oh, barbaric. my goodness. Snooker Booker, this is true. We used to have fight parties all the time, right, Cole? It would be like all the men from the church. We would yes. be making like hors d'oeuvres and snackies for them. Yeah, we did. And and yes, mom was upstairs and she preferred to be in the kitchen. She had on all her crime shows or whatever she was watching because she was not going to be watching the boxing. So, <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Uh, it's barbaric. It's barbaric. Yeah. And allegedly. I, I, I just can't. I just can't envision someone getting hard, get hard enough to be knocked out. That's just something that I just can't. Snooker Booker, you never knocked nobody out in your day? I, I might have heard them and knocked them down, but I never knocked them out. <laughs> never okay. knocked them out. Yeah, and also also this weekend, there was a, a TikToker versus YouTubers boxing event. And uh, apparently, uh, Bryce Hall, he's like the, one of the number one TikTokers, uh, made $5 million for it. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. Y'all mean to tell me, if you, if somebody wrote you an email right now and said, look, we're trying to put on this boxing match. We love the amount of followers you have. We can give you seven months to train for it. You're going to be finding another non-boxer. You'll get $5 million for the fight. Who's not taking that fight? Okay, but those are influencers fighting other actors or whoever else. I'm saying when you have a professionally trained boxer who has retired <laughs> and then he comes back because he wants to make some more money and fight someone who's not a trained boxer you are actually diluting you're diluting the sport that's all i'm saying so just don't call it the purest of them all like the purity of the sport it's not good that these youtubers are acting like they're boxers basically i get, i mean and that's the complaint that's i get it like i said i, I really get it it's just that money is talking, boy. And so we had the greatest boxer of all time, arguably. We know that there's other greats out there, but a lot of people consider Floyd Mayweather the greatest, and he fought a YouTuber. That's, I mean, that's different, different, different. I mean, but where does, where does it end? I mean, are we going to do it for basketball? Are we going to yeah. do it for football? Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom is supposed to be fighting Aaron Carter, a, a singer. Oh no, my God, saying she's saying the sport. So I'm going to tell you right gonna, now. I mean, are if, we going to have? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. If somebody says that there's a three-point contest, I have to shoot against some type of influencer that used to play basketball back in the day and wants to play again. And if they tell me that you if change. I play this person and I'm going to get $5 million, I'm going to be in shooting in the gym. Serena be with me shooting in the gym. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to do it. And I know that I get what you're saying, too. Where does it stop? It don't stop if the money don't stop. That That's just real talk. That's it's going to go as far as it can go. You're right about that. VP, what you got? Okay, so for the last one, NCAA is saying they, they're considering letting the women's tournament use March Madness branding, which I had no idea they weren't even using it anyways. <laughs> This is the craziest yeah. stuff. I just don't understand. So a lot of people are like UVP. 
No one had any idea that March Madness was only used on the men's side. I know because in TV, they asked us not to necessarily use that term and different things like that. But isn't it interesting that there's a women's tournament and there's a men's tournament and only one side of the tournament is allowed to use logoing, branding and stuff that is bought. Well, I shouldn't even say logo branding. The term March Madness was only on the men's side. Like this is... It's bizarre. I think it's ridiculously stupid. I think it's ridiculous. I, I mean, first of all, again, we follow the same rules. We are held to the same standards. We have to do everything that they do and more because they want us to be more spectacular than we are. So they want this grandioso effect and they wouldn't even allow, first of all, the, this is 2021. Why are we even saying allow? That's horrible. Right. Quality. It's horrible. They're allowing us to use March Madness. It's like, it's almost like little kid getting permission from their parent. And it's only because they've done well enough to make it or to be able to do that. Or they've, they've gained the responsibility of having the term. I mean, it's, I think it's horrible. And they should just, what they should have done is done is it in quiet. They shouldn't have said anything. And this just started putting it all over the women's stuff. No one would have made known a difference. But when you announce it, you're specifically exactly. saying, hey, look what I did. We did this. You look foolish. You look foolish. <laughs> foolish. It's ridiculously stupid. They share the same week. I mean, you know, especially in college basketball, the men are on Monday and Tuesday, women are on Thursday and Friday. So they share the same weeks. And, you know, if they want to be all pity about it and all of that, Let's just call it the best of March Madness for the women or <laughs> March of, the March of Madness or March uh, March of Madness or something like that. Put the women, let's, let's just have the best of March Madness Good or whatever. Point, so they cool. want to do that. I, I agree with everything in a sense of, first of all, if you weren't doing it to begin with, I would have not brought attention to the fact that we weren't doing it. I would have just been like, I'm going to tell y'all what, in 2021 or 2022, y'all just better start. You, I would have fixed everything behind the scenes, basically. So knowing what happened last year with the March, with the March Madness and the discrepancies between men and women, I would have, if I was a part of the executives that are controlling all of this, I would have went through every single thing and started making a checklist. Make sure that's the same. Make sure this the same. Make, I'm not announcing all the stuff that we've messed up in the past for all of us to be like, wait, what? This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Another thing is now that you're going to say this and do it, yeah, you might want to sprinkle in something extra special for the women because, wow, you guys, like Cole said, it's 2021. Let's figure this. I don't understand why we haven't figured this out yet. It should be very simple. Make everything the same. I know that that's yeah. hard because they're going to be like, oh, well, that's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. No, it's well, already well, legally. You, it's already trademarked too for the women, so I don't know what the problem. Why? Now that's what? crazy. That's really crazy. It was already trademarked, and they just didn't allow us to use the trademark. That's why they used the word "allow." They really meant "allow" because it could have been done, but they didn't allow it to be done. That's. I just. I'm disgusted. It's disgusting. Well, why, well, why don't we put it out there and let the sponsors see how they feel about it? So, if you want to exclude us. Let's just see how many women are going to stop buying Gatorade or let, let's all buy Gatorade for their kids. Let's just put it on a competition level and see how the sponsors feel about it. If you try well, to we, be you know, about it and all of that. 
Well, that's a good point, Snookabooka. And you know, that's what the sponsors did. And this is something that I, I felt some type of way about when it happened during the tournament. Now, all these sponsors during the tournament, when they saw, hey, Orange Theory was like, look, we'll provide you with a, a high luxury weight room. These other brands are reaching out. These other brands are reaching out. I want to know the brands that reach out before there's a publicity aspect to it, before there's clout attached to it, before you can be basically the savior and save the tournament. I want to make, I want to see the brands that are right now talking about, I want to invest a million dollars on the women's side only, or I want to invest a million dollars because we do know that brands focus on the men's side. We do know that brands tend to want to lean towards the men's side. And if you throw in the women's side, we'll take it. No, I want to know the brands that right now, before there's, there's already publicity around it to begin with, but I want the brands that really want to be there to stand up, not when there's a bunch of media attention, not when there's outrage on social media so that you can come through, save the day and get all of that goodness with it. Like I want the, the, the real, well, the real supporters, please stand up. Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. And, you, and also to that point, they have to watch that because when you say stuff like that, women are the number one people who go to the grocery stores. They're the number one people buying the Gatorades, the deodorants, the hair wash, the body wash. We're the number one people doing that. Yeah. So when you say you allow us to do things and we're the ones buying it, we're also the ones who leave it on the shelf. Oh, we're also the ones well, who you, can leave it on the shelf. Don't well, have you, to go well, you know, I'm all about boycotting because that was in my day. That was the way you let people feel what you felt. And so anyway, uh, I'm like, you know, if, you know, the, the companies like Renee said, where they said, okay, well, I'm going to give a million to the men. I'm also going to give a million to the women, you know, because it's equal. We're, they're equal, you know, from the very beginning, not afterwards or whatever. So, you know, those individuals who wanted to just split it up evenly like it should be, you know, give them kudos. Or whatever. I'll buy two. Came in after. I'll buy two. <laughs> and that's that, and that's it. I'll buy two. There you and, go. And that's yeah. the point. And I and and y'all are hitting on something that's very important. When a brand does start to support the women, when you start to see brands that are already attached to the women's side right now, it's so important to support them because they're making that initial investment in women. They're they're saying that a lot of times these companies don't want to do it because they don't know if they're going to get a return on their investment. They want it right away. Some people are already making that investment. So we need to support those brands, keep it pushing and let them know you made the right choice. For real, for real. Well, I love what... Well, well, let's just start right here. All those brands who want to show how much they love women, come on, let's come on to Reluctly Renee and give us some love. Show us some love with... Uh, some sponsorship. <laughs> I love my sneaker booker. Look, we got her in the TV game. She understands you gotta pay the bills, baby. I love it. Do you, oh wait, I think we have a little bonus scoreboard. I was about to say that's it, that's three, but we might have a bonus scoreboard, BP. What you got? Yeah, so I I found out the most expensive vacation destinations via map quests. Okay, um, let's hear it. If, if, was it Disney? Because that was expensive. <laughs> We're going, we're going it's one through 10. So we'll go 10 through one. So uh, New okay. York, New York city, 10. Ooh, Paris, been there, love it. Paris, France, nine. Ooh, been there, love it. <laughs> Fuji, eight. Uh, that's what I'm listening. We got one on the list. Add it to the list. Add it uh, to the list. British Virgin, Virgin Islands. 
That's another one. Yeah, we can't love it. You gotta. We've been oh. there. We go. You gotta get there. We've been there. You've been there, Cole. <laughs> What's up? Was it me? On a cruise there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boop, got it. Forgot. <laughs> <laughs> number number six, Tus Tuscany, Italy. Number five, Bora. Shout to the Godfather, uh, Coach R.E.M. Oh, oh. got to hit it. Renee probably already had it. You've been there or not? Renee's got that. Italy. I don't know about that oh, particular yeah. area, but they took us to Italy at UConn when I was in UConn. Oh, yep. Bora Bora. Bora. Oh, that's where I want to go. You got to get that one. You got to get that one. Bora, Bora, Bora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is... She she shells, which is an island like Fuji. It says it says it costs around one thousand dollars per day. Woo! No, I haven't been there. Put that on the list. Wait, so you mean to tell me that's number what on the list? That's four. That's four. And, and so there's ones that were more like are more expensive yep. than I mean. That's, yeah, number three, Dubai. Lot. Oh yeah, of I course. Go yeah, there so no, bad. There. yeah, I can see that. So number two is. Uh, Musha K, which is an island near the Bahamas, and it's about forty thousand a night to rent out the whole island. You have to, so you have to rent the island. Wait, yeah. do you have to rent the whole yeah, island? Must, yeah, it says you must rent the whole island. Oh well, then I'll never be there. That's okay. Well, no, once I hit the lottery, <laughs> once I hit the lottery, maybe. But in my regular existence of lifetime, I'm not paying forty thousand dollars for no island for one night. Is that where Jeff night. Bezos's wife went to go vacation? No, hers was like hundred and fifty thousand a night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. So you rent the whole island just for one night, it's 40,000? Yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming that everything on the island is the most spectacular thing like Disney on Earth. Well, like, I hope everything's free. included too. Yeah. Oh, now you now you are playing with me. I'm not going to rent a whole That's island. Interesting, because think about rent. this. Conceptually, if I have money and I'm a person that has money and I'm like, oh, yo, I want to throw the craziest party festival you've ever seen i ran out a whole entire island it sounds a lot like fire festival i see how they're getting their idea now and then if but everything on the island should be like a resort all inclusive yeah. for my forty thousand dollars all i tell people is just get there we have x amount of hotels each hotel has 150 rooms holds 300 people i do the numbers that could be a lit situation even family reunions every year Again, these are money games I'm talking. We can't play those well, games, but. Well, well, I we, we, we so. just need to find the right people to hang around with. I, I, <laughs> that's that, that's well, what we need or, to do. Or what you can do is if you want to do family reunion type things that everybody put in their money and then we get to the 40,000, we rent for the one night and everybody better be there at 10 a.m. to get off that island because if God. you're the last one standing, you are the last one paying to have to pay for another night. I can only imagine. Paul says she ain't paying the late fees no, and you check no, out late. No. That's check actually not a bad no. idea though. 40,000 and you have 40 families, that's only a thousand a night. I mean, actually that's not, that's not really a lot. Yeah, yeah. We can start collecting our family reunion dues today, and in 2025, <laughs> we'll probably be there. There you go. I bet. <laughs> What's number one? What could be more well, than that? Well, one thing I'll say, I, I know a guy that knows a guy that owns an island. Anyways, okay, Paul, so the we're your best friend. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, number, <laughs> the number one one is pretty surprising to me. Um, it's 
Oslo, Norway, and it says it's the most expensive city in the world. Oh, it's are they doing there? I don't want to go to Norway though. <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> Why is it so expensive? Do you, does it say, or just saying, just to go there? It's just like, because it's a these are vacation spots, right? It says okay in Western Europe. It says it's about twenty percent more than uh, other European countries, and then it says it's a whopping seventy percent higher than the world's averages. Goodness gracious, you know, Norway. But what are they doing in Norway? Like, what are you doing? It's not it. Isn't it cold up there? Isn't it cold? It says they have colorful houses. Oh, no. And awesome mountains. They got what? Awesome mountains, colorful. Oh, it's the adventure people. I see now. I get it. Like, if you're going for, if you're the adventurous type and you like the outdoors and you love nature and beautifulness, we're from West Virginia. So we see mountains. We we There's see all of that on a street. normal basis. There's New River Gorge. You could go whitewater rafting, not for to be the most expensive place. You could do all that in West, yeah. West Virginia. Look, here's an ad for West Virginia. Wild and wonderful. We have said it all. Go on to West wonderful. Virginia. Don't have to go to Norway. Yeah. A mountain, climb a mountain, yeah. fall into a river. If you potentially like to almost drown in rapids, go ahead and go to West Virginia. There you go. Done. And I will paint my house in however many colors you want. <laughs> however many colors wow. you want. So how much house. is it? If we're talking 40000 a night to stay on Montgomery Island, how much is this one? No, there's no price. It just says, I just gave you the number. It's 70% higher than the world's average and 20% higher than oh, European. Oh, my average. goodness. So it could be almost like two or 3000 it could be like two hundred, like a hundred, no, one hundred fifty thousand dollars a night for that one island. So, what? I mean, no, just for you know what? We're gonna regroup. The answer is no, Norway. We're gonna regroup not, this list. Congratulations, <laughs> yes. Norway, on being the top of the list. But no, thank you. We'll take number two, Montgomery Island. Like that sounds hey, good. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. And, and listen, I, I have a lot of property in West Virginia, and uh, we can turn it into something, and we can just go to our neighborhood, and it'll be wild and wonderful. So, right. And we can, set, we can set our own price points. If that's what we do, we'll pay all the houses. Really yeah. colorful. We'll set our own price point, and it'll be 80% higher than the rest of the world. But I digress. We got to move on. <laughs> Scoreboard <laughs> was a long one. Hey, it's okay, up. well, one one quick fact: they said the average uh, monthly salaries that people get over there is five thousand four hundred. Like that's in U.S. dollars. Average monthly salary. Yeah. Also, that's their lowest of salary, or average is like average. below. You can't say average anymore because below average <laughs> means people are still poverty. Yeah, like how many people are living like above that? That's what I want to know. I want to know what their upper a lot. I guess a lot. They said they got a lot of people in oil and, and stuff like that over there. Oh, well, so they that's why that's why it's, that's why it's hot to the visit yeah. there. They live in nice over there in Norway. Yeah. Excuse me, yeah. Norway. Yeah. Like wow, a lot of mail order brides come from that area. Oh so my why are they gosh. leaving? <laughs> Mom, so <laughs> why are they leaving? The why money is there. That? So why are they leaving? <laughs> Leaving. Great question, Cole and Snook. Why do you know that? That's, the, know that? that's another question that I needs just, an answer. I, I just read it, read it somewhere. I don't know. My <laughs> goodness. Norway and Sweden. Norway and Sweden. I read. I don't know how long ago it was, but they have a lot of mail order brides. And why are they leaving? The money's over there. They in the backyard of the money. 
I don't understand that. We got to find out what's going on for real. Something, oh, somebody, somebody is telling a story. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. What in the 90 Day Fiance is going on? I wonder where Strick and Kennedy would want a vacation. Hi, this is Nicole from Remote Willie Renee. And I know it's now vacation season, but also the beginning of WNBA season. Um, but are, what are you looking forward to as far as a vacation or what is a place that you would love to go on vacation? Oh, definitely want to get to Dubai, Jamaica, um, uh, something like that, uh, just to get away. Uh, I don't even want to use my phone or nothing, just relax. <laughs> Hi, Kay. This is Nicole from Remotely Renee, and I know that, how you doing? And I know that it is, um, again, I asked um, Shakina the same question. It's uh, WNBA season, also it's vacation season, but what's a vacation that you're looking forward to, or is there any particular favorite place that you're planning to go um, as far as vacation is concerned? During the break? Whenever you want. <laughs> Man, whenever I get the chance to take a vacation, I would definitely go to somewhere that has a beach. Like, I don't want it to be in the States. It's got to be out of, the, out of the country. It's got to be somewhere. I got to be, like, in the Virgin Islands or somewhere. Like, I want to be somewhere there just different. Maybe Jamaica somewhere. Like, somewhere with an island and a beach. It's a way. That's my getaway. Okay, so maybe they want to take a little stroll on Montgomery Island, Okay. I digress, I digress, I digress. I can talk about that all day. I love talking about money and, and money games, if y'all haven't noticed. But something else that I love is helping people and giving back. And Keith Lewis does that to the umph degree. For Happening IRL this week, Cole checks in with Keith Lewis, who he has Father First. He has Meals of Love. But Keith, why are you riding around in cars and all over the place? What's going on? For Happening IRL this week, we have Mr. Keith Lewis from Father's Forest Organization. And I'm going to actually let him do his own introduction. And Mr. Lewis? Uh, my name is Keith A. Lewis, Jr. I'm sorry, got a lot of movement going on out here. Okay. I'm Keith A. Lewis, Jr. I'm the founder of I'm a Father First Organization. We're based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we've been spending a lot of time just feeding families during the pandemic. Here's one of the vans right here. We've been feeding families. And we've been giving haircuts to the boys in the city of Atlanta and providing mentorship. So that's what we do. We stand in the gap when there's a father absent. Okay. And what inspired the Father's First organization? What actually inspired the start of the organization? Mm. Tragedy, trial, and triumph. You know, me going through a divorce. Um, I got married at 24 years old, going through a divorce, and then basically just being a day-to-day -day father, you know, coaching my son in, in baseball, you know, coaching my daughter and everything she was doing. And then, and basically just, ba basically just being here, um, going through a painful situation, right? Um, the kids moved to Mississippi, so they were five hours away. So they had, I had to drive five hours back and forth for five years to, to be in their life, excuse me, for nine years, actually. So from the time my kids were four and six, you know, I spent all that time and then they came back to Atlanta last year. So they both go to school in Atlanta now. My daughter's a high school junior, rising senior. My son is a freshman. So just divorce and realizing the importance of them needing a father figure and which led me to understand how many other boys needed that same thing. Okay. 
Well, that's actually, that's actually great because that is a very, very big need, a very big gap that needs to be filled. Um, I, you already talked about one of your initiatives, Feeding Families. I think it's called Meals of Love is what I saw on your website. Yes, Meals of Love. That's the van right here, Meals of Love. Okay. So tell me about some other initiatives that you have that you're working on. You told me you had a couple of them you're focusing on. Um, just yeah. give us an overview of all of the initiatives that you actually have. Well, we have uh, the Corner Boys, which is where we took the water boys in the city of Atlanta. A lot of them may go to Douglas High School or Best Academy, where our program is housed at. So a lot of them know me. Um, we Last summer, we started giving them $50 per time we got with them, right? And they make about $100 to $150 each time. So people got to understand those kids aren't listening to what the media is talking about, about their hustle. So we provided a corner curriculum for them. And what that curriculum does is show them about customer service. It talks to them about the soft skills needed to actually, you know, deliver your product a lot more peacefully and clean. We stepped in last year when a young man, Jelani Pless, was murdered down on 10th Street in Spring. Um, they were fighting over a $10 bill. It tore. They got to fighting. And then it escalated. So we focus on conflict management, conflict resolution. We focus on social emotional intelligence. What I've learned is a lot of people just don't really have a high level IQ, you know? So what happens is you just think the easiest way to defuse a situation is through, through action, you know, whether that's, that's gun violence that is, or, or yes. fighting. And you know, today it doesn't, it doesn't lead to just fighting and going home like I'm 40. So in my childhood, you fought, you know, yep. you took L's and you went home. You went but home. these days, these kids, they just go straight to the guns, right? So we have the corner boys, we have Meals of Love, and then basically after Meals of Love, we have uh, Cuts of Love. So we do uh, we do haircuts inside of the Atlanta public school systems. So inside of the school systems, we partnered with APS. So what they did is they gave us the opportunity to cut heads. We've cut over 2,000 heads in the past two and a half years. Our last day at Gene Childs Young was the other day. So uh, that was the end of the year. It was a very short year because of COVID. Right. So I just like to thank all the barbers that helped because, I mean, they're risking their whole lives just to be able to help these children get free haircuts. So you have the programs, you have the haircuts, and then you have the curriculum to help these kids with the soft skills. So, I mean, it's just a lot of things that we actually put in place with these young men because without the proper skill set and life, you just gonna be living your whole life bouncing around, bouncing absolutely, around. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, those are the main programs. And then we did the Atlanta Kings, which is a football program where the kids play football over at Best Academy. They got to play on the turf field instead of the, some of the, you know, some of the less less uh groomed fields in the city. <laughs> so you know, they were the only kids. My babies were the only ones who got to play on turf at Best Academy. Because Atlanta Public has all these beautiful turf fields, but the rec leagues don't have access to them because a lot of time we learn there's no collaboration. There's no communication between the governing powers in the city with the governing powers in the education department. So we just, like, my main thing is I'm, I like to really, really remove the red tape. That's one of the things that we focused on last year, removing the red tape. And uh, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, we were funded last year by Senator Kelly Loeffler, the dream's old owner. So it was a crazy year. And luckily Renee and I knew each other personally before this. So I was able to talk to her about how that transpired. So a lot of times people just hear the backdrop and they don't understand how it was put together, how it's benefiting all the same people. 
you might not have the same ideologies with someone, but right. sometimes, you know, especially when we have such a high wealth gap in the city, if you don't have any money, you got to get it from somewhere, right? So right. we were able to partner because APS stamped us and said, I'm a father first is a reputable brand. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. So we loaded up four trucks, five days a week, fed these families nice. lunch and dinner. And nice. without that funding, it wouldn't have been able to happen. You know what I mean? So I'm from the hood, honestly. So I just learned how to appreciate both sides, man. Because in the hood, you want to be in something nice, right? But then right. when you're in the hood, you're just so caught up in what you see every day. So we try to expose and educate our babies on a whole nother level, you know? Now, so how did yeah, that sound? I mean, that's that's absolutely wonderful. They need to actually go ahead and just make your blueprint and, and take it across every urban city, probably in the country. But how did you get the funding? How did that funding come about? Uh, the funding, it came about from um, Maria Karstoffen. She's the um, she was the superintendent of APS. So okay. she met me and she just loved Keith. You know, she just loved my ambition. She loved my ability to come in the room and light it up, you know. And she just saw, most importantly, I had a vision well beyond just cutting hair, just because feeding wasn't in our program. But what happened was during the pandemic, you know, next thing you know, um, a friend tagged me on Facebook, honestly. A friend tagged me on Facebook and said, any families need help with food because she's a caterer. So she didn't want it to go bad. So basically what ended up happening from that friend, given, um, you know, we fed the first week. And literally, Nicole, we raised about seventeen hundred from friends and family. Ooh, that's that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's but that nice. one is sustained, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's yeah, it got so, sustainable so funds, right? <laughs> and and Karstoffen was telling me, she said, "Keith, stop feeding." You know, there's programs out here that do this. You need to stop, blase blah. So I was like, I can't stop. You know, these families, they their face light up when I pop up. You know what I mean? So <laughs> she ended up telling us she ended up connecting us right so we got twenty five thousand from um from united way that was given to atlanta public so um so basically with that 25 we started and i was like okay cool what are we gonna do we're gonna feed 20 families a week until this money run out then four days later they got twenty thousand from t-mobile and when i say they i'm speaking of atlanta public school okay. so t-mobile that donation was split between us and lead another nonprofit that focuses on baseball development and things. So basically, now we're up 30, 35 grand. Then they called me and say, hey, Keith, you need some sprinter vans to deliver this. Mercedes was donating sprinters. But what oh. happened was we couldn't work out the insurance. So then next thing you know, um, uh, Karstoff was like, I'm going to introduce you to a family. It's a wealthy family, and they're going, they looking to help make an impact on the west side. So next thing you know, I, I'm delivering the meals. We're at Finn and Feathers down on Edgewood. I'm literally going to the car, my car at this time, and we got the pans. We're feeding in pans for the whole families. <clears throat> We're going back and forth, and I get an unknown call, and I answer the phone. Um, she said, hey, is this Keith? I said, yes. Yeah. She said, hi, this is such and such. I'm calling on behalf of the family. So I was like, oh, you got a family needs help. <laughs> she was like, no, I'm calling on behalf of the family. I was like, oh, and I was like, where'd you get my number from? She said, Dr. Karstoffen. I was like, oh, okay, you're who she told me she was gonna connect me with, how you doing? So she asked, what were we doing? I told her about the 1700 raised. I told her about the 20 families we were now feeding with the 35,000 that was donated. Ooh, nice. Because this was day two of the, of the, we started on Easter Sunday last year. I said, what better way than help the resurrection of Jesus Christ Perfect by going timing. ahead. Perfect timing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was fun, right? So 
So we're feeding the families. And now at this time, all of my homies from Atlanta are like, boy, Keith, this is crazy. What y'all got going on? Because they just know us from mentoring. I'm always there. And I have a background in marketing and branding. So oh, they know I'm always visible. Like the merchandise, we've sold probably 5,000 of these shirts, you know, oh, the bands nice. being wrapped up. That comes from my design. But when she called, next thing you know, every time I'm telling her what we do, we get the families from the principals. We took five families from four different schools. And these are schools in the hood, right? So right. we're dropping them off. Household maybe average of five to seven people. Average median income under 20000 So, you know, these are destitute situations, right? So right. next thing you know, we're dropping off all of these meals. This lady calls. And then she says, okay, I'm going to call my own client and see how she wants to donate. So she said, how are you taking money? I told her, I said, well, APS sent us money through PayPal. I guess you can too. So, <laughs> so, it works, don't it? <laughs> it works. It works. So next thing you know, I get $15,000 because the notification comes to my phone. So now we have 50000 But when I look at the name and I see Kelly Loeffler, I never had heard of her. So I Google her. And it oh. say 18 hours ago, state representative accused of insider trading because this was like March or something. Okay. So this is before the Black Lives Matter statements. This is before any of that, but it was when they shifted their money elsewhere to help people or whatever, right? Right, <laughs> so, right, right, right. So, so I'm like, oh, snap, they don't set me up, right? So I'm like, oh, they try to take me down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got the 15000 and we kept feeding. Then a week later, I'm riding up Peachtree. I get a call, say, hello, Keith. Uh, this is Jeff Spretcher. You have a moment? And I'm like, Jeff Spretcher. Oh, yeah, I got 10 moments. So, you know, that's her husband. He's the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. Yes. So, little Keith from College Park, who's been shot twice, been to prison. Now I got the CEO of the Stock Exchange on the phone. Nice. So I'm just like elated, right? You know what right. I mean? I'm just through the roof with my emotions. He, he, I tell him the story like I'm telling you. And then he said, man, Keith, what you're doing is incredible. How much is it going to take to get keep this going? Man, we put a proposal together for a million dollars, a million two seventy or something. He approved it within 24 hours and sent the first that's, 200K. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so, you, know how, you know how many proposals people have to send and do and how many people they got to go through? I think that's awesome that they stepped up to the plate and did it. Um, yeah, no, that was so, crazy. So I have a question for you. So what you got going on for Father's Day? What do you have lined up for Father's Day? <laughs> well, for Father's Day, we're doing a camp at Maynard Jackson um, High School. You know, so I come from sports marketing and branding. So I used to work with Ezekiel Elliott when he was drafted. Oh, and his dad nice. has been a spokesperson for us since we started. And so three years ago, we had him and Odell Beckham's dad there. They were on Sports Center. They were on Today Atlanta Show. You know, my name hadn't got good enough to get the interview request yet. So <laughs> so now I get my own interviews. You feel me? <laughs> nice. It only takes one. <laughs> it only takes one. So, you know, so we're doing a camp from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Maynard okay. Jackson. And then um, I think the only other thing, we may do a brunch. I'm really just trying to see because of this year I, I released my first book. I got into curriculum writing. So now APS actually purchased my curriculum for young black boys. So I've been kind of shifting just from the events that cause so much, you know, just stress on my head. So I think we're just going to do the camp. I know we're doing the camp. But okay. then as far as anything else, I honestly, Nicole, think I'm going to hold off because I really am focused on programming and structure and sustainability. You know, my whole life I've done pop-in events, but without a funding source, 
And without right. media partners, you just spin your wheel so much. So I learned a lot over this past million dollar spin, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let me, well, let's go back. Cause you said you wrote a book. What's the name of the book? Put it out there. Let oh. everybody know. <laughs> yeah. The book um, is called the new norm, the okay. desensitization of the black family. So and another thing I came up with the new norm from what I was dealing with in my personal life, you know, and then the pandemic hit and everybody says the new norm, right? So right. it was crazy. I got the trademark on the new norm. I not the new normal, but the new norm. New norm. So okay. yeah, so I made everything based around that. The curriculum is called the new norm King Talk, and and it talks about citizenship and things of that nature. Citizenship, activism, leadership, financial literacy. Man, it's just it's just been crazy. I'm I'm like one of those real smart hood dudes, right? So I I usually. I don't fit in all the way with my hood partners. And then with the people who went to Harvard and things like that, they kind of just intrigued, you know? Yeah, so, hey, hey, you can, so that means you, you, you can move on both. Yeah, you can go on both sides though. And that's what we really need. So when is your book coming out? Is it already out? Where can we find it? Where can we get yes. it? It's out and it was on my website, but it got some type of IT problems. I can't, I don't know. My website is <laughs> Keith A. Lewis Jr. But it's up on Amazon now. So we got oh. it up on Amazon. We got the ebook available for $9.99, and then we have the actual physical paperback for $24.99. So I'm excited. You know, I've been um, basically grassroots promoting it. I released it last year, but um, due to the pandemic, it just got up on Amazon like yesterday or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything, I mean, not behind. due to the pandemic, but due to my focus shifting on how I was going to oh, maneuver. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, but I say everybody, that is, as long as it's out, we know where to find it. This has been awesome. We're gonna probably we're gonna have this up, and everyone's gonna know about what's going on. And in your organization, hopefully, will just go farther. You'll get another phone call, hopefully. From yes, somebody and, else. and our, our website is imafatherfirst.org. Okay, yeah. So he was showing us the the fans. He was telling us about all the big things that got going on, especially for Father's Day. I wish him all the success. We need him right now. We need everything that he's doing. And everyone who has sons, um, even if you have daughters, you need people around you who are just that focused and have that drive because everyone benefits. Shouts to Keith Lewis, my guy. And now we're going to move on to remote game show. Let me see here. Who am I calling? To what do I owe the pleasure? What up? Is this Kalena Green? Please. <laughs> Kalena Green, you are live on Remotely Renee right now. We have a game show called Remote Game Show where I ask you five questions. You can skip the question if you don't know it. You have a you have a minute and a half to answer five questions. Are you ready? Okay, you got a minute and a half on the clock, VP. Let's go. Question number one. How many characters did Twitter originally restrict tweets to? Oh. Um, I know there's 60 characters. Uh, 140. What is, the, <laughs> what is the name of the largest desert in the world? What is the largest bone in the human body? Okay. What are three what are three consecutive strikes in bowling called? 
Okay, what is Renee's nickname for Paul Garino? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> what are three consecutive strikes in bowling called? I, uh, you said skip. Patrick. Oh, that's soccer. Turkey. What is, <laughs> what, what is Renee's nickname for Paul? There's only five questions. I'm re-asking them so you can get them right. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Um, Four. PG. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's VP, but I love PGZ. Oh. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you got how many did she get? Two. Three. You got three out of five, which ain't have bad. Thank you for joining us on Remote Game Show. so ridiculous, man. Oh, my God. That is true. Tell her I said hello. Oh, my gosh. That oh was – she hung up, by the way. This is my <laughs> – I love it. I love it. She, she still don't like to lose. She still don't like to lose. <laughs> she still don't like to lose. But I love this new name that has emerged. PGZ out here. I like it too. I like it too. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. So we're sliding on. We're moving on to remotely one-on-one. And listen, this lady right here. She out here getting to the money and everybody mad, huh? Huh? And everybody mad. Listen, it's who is Snoop? Snoop dealer. She has, she's a serial entrepreneur. That's all only way you can explain it. She has multiple businesses that she has opened herself. She's in business with two chains. I talked to her about that. How did that become a thing? I remember when she had the hookah hideaway in the A. Listen, listen to Snoop. All right, so Snoop, listen, you are like the entrepreneur of entrepreneurs and people may not know, but you started at 26. What made you just like, what did you, were you always that when you were younger? Like you always were trying to figure out a way to, to have a brand, have a business. Like, was that young or did it develop later? Yeah, it, actually I started earlier than 26, man. I would say I probably started like around the age of 22. Um, and it's just definitely something that I think that was kind of like instilled in me, kind of born in me. It's like, you know, how people say, you know, it's got to be in you, not on you. And so it's definitely something that's in me. I think just kind of coming from my background, my parents, um, seeing them hustle, uh, seeing my mom struggle. Um, it was just something that was just kind of always in me, you know, growing up when people would ask me, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? I always said that. I wanted to be a business owner that owned many businesses. So I always knew what I wanted to do, but not necessarily how I was going to get it done. <laughs> That's lit. So what was your first business then? Like you always wanted to be a business owner. What was the first thing you came out the gates with? Yeah, my first thing was investing in real estate. So I had a bit, I had a company called Building Foundations uh, and it was myself and a group of friends of mine. We started investing in real estate and flipping properties, buying properties for short-term and long-term rentals. 
And, and you so that was, did that before. You just up and started just buying and flipping them. You just did it. Yeah, I was a financial advisor, so I was in that that sector of learning how to invest um, in many different ways, not only in the stock market, but also in the real estate market as well. So um, I was already kind of hearing about it and learning about it and, and just kind of jumped off the porch early, you know, and, and getting my feet wet in it. That's crazy. Okay, so you come to Atlanta and you basically just want to take over. You have Escobar, then you have Esco Seafood, you have Esco South. Like, what? what's your motivation? Like, when you're, like, is there ever too many or is there a certain point where you're like, all right, I'm good? Is that a thing? Because I'm new in this business side. So with sports, I can never have too many championships. That's not a thing. So is that, how is that with you? And I feel the same exact way. It's just about making sure that before I do new projects now that I have the systems and the people in place um, to help me with them. So um, that's really, really important to me. But um, right now, so I've got uh, one director of operations. I've got one of my GMs that I just moved up to operations as well. And so now I feel like we're ready to open up some more restaurants. Um, I always want to make sure that I got the people in place because I don't want to have to do a lot of the operational things. Um, my job now is just to manage my operations managers. Their job is to manage the GMs. The GMs is to manage the managers up under them, as well as, you know, the front of the house and back of the house employees. So um, I never really feel like, you know, that uh, that it's enough, you know. <laughs> and I always was wondering, you know, if I would get to that point. But um, I don't think I'll ever get to that point. I feel like I have the system down. I got the science to the hospitality industry down. And I feel like as long as I can continue to come up with concepts and find good locations, yep. I'm going to keep the thing running. So you figured out something that a lot of people don't know. I talk about it even with my team, but can you talk about the importance of hiring good talent, hiring good people to work for you so that, because they're essentially running your business for you. Absolutely. Running your business for you, as well as, you know, in my industry, there's a lot of liability. So at any point, somebody can come into my restaurant, they can slip and fall. Um, they can be fed something uh, that did not agree with them or whatever. Uh, they can, you know, have a situation to occur in one of the restaurants and I cannot be there and I'll be the one that'll be held liable and will be sued for it. So um, it's definitely very, very important to make sure that I have the right people on my team um, at all times. And then when I see that somebody is not right for the team, um, it's important to make sure that I get rid of that person, you know, pretty quickly um, so that, you know, they don't continue to hinder, you know, what it is that we have going on. So, um, and also at the same time, you know, when you do find people that um, are good team players, um, that are good staff members, you know, you have to treat them accordingly and show them that you appreciate them. You know, everybody for everybody appreciation is totally different. You know, sometimes we feel like it's just money and that totally is not the case at all. You know what I mean? Some no, people I just agree. Some I people want to be told, you know, I appreciate you. Some people want gifts. Some people want um, a little bit more of your personal time. Um, so there's a lot that comes, you know, with that, you know, um, not only finding good staff, but knowing how to keep them around as well. No, I love that. And you're very transparent about just your business, the finances. Can you tell me what it was like to make your first milli? Like there's, 
that's got to be, you know what I mean? Like that's different. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was a financial advisor, I'll never forget sitting there and um, hearing one of the senior financial advisors say, you know, the hardest thing is to save your first hundred thousand dollars. And after you do that, it becomes so much easier. And, and that's, that's really true. So I remember being very, very excited several years ago when um, I got to the point that I had over $100,000 in cash saved um, and just kind of continuing and continuing to push through. Um, and then, of course, once I got to a million, um, it was kind of like, you know, oh, wow, you know, I've made it. But honestly, once you get there, then you're trying to get two million and then 10 yeah. million, and 20 million. And it's like, damn, can I become a billionaire? You know right. So um, it feels great, but it's also very humbling as well, you know. And then, uh, like Biggie said, man, more money, more problems, you know. So I already know that. I already know, know that comes with it. Money. They, they gunning for you and they coming for you, you know. So, uh, but, it, but it's definitely, it's a great feeling. Um, it's a blessing. Um, it's something that, you know, I look at as a, a testament to my hard work throughout the years. Absolutely. I mean, you got, how many businesses do you own? Like total, do you even like, what's the count? I've got 10 right now. So I've got eight brick and mortar businesses. Um, and then I've got my credit repair business. And then, um, I also, uh, have my courses. So I do courses, um, that I film and put online. So weekly, I'm always filming a bunch of content. Yep. Um, and then um, right. with the courses, I've got my mentorship too. And that's on your YouTube, right? People can go find that on your YouTube. So people, so for my courses, the link is actually in my bio on Instagram. There's also a website, courses.whoisnoop.com. Um, but yes, I do have my YouTube channel as well. We drop episodes weekly every single Sunday. Um, and then my mentorship, there's a link um, in my Instagram bio as well in at regards to that. At who is Snoop, get into it. I take all the little nuggets she drops all the time because this is a real businesswoman making real money. I only say that because there's a lot of people not making real money. You might think they're yeah. making real money, but there's a lot of people not making real money. So then can you just talk about, I always ask athletes this, but I don't know why people don't ask business people. Like, what was your craziest purchase? You know, like athletes, I talked to a couple NBA players. They got four chains of a Rolex when they- Right. <laughs> What was your biggest Man, I was purchase? My craziest purchase. We're yeah. looking at it right here in back of me, my house. Um, I recently bought my dream home um, the very end of December of last year, December 27th. I closed on it. And uh, this is definitely my craziest purchase. My backyard, uh, humbly saying, so it looks like an oasis. It's got the, <laughs> yeah. the tub, um, the hammock, TVs outside, the outdoor kitchen. Um, all of that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's definitely, I would say, my craziest purchase. Uh, of course, you know, the jewelry and all that stuff looks nice, but um, this is an asset that I can actually pass down, you know, to my daughter and, you know, other generations. I love it. And congratulations are in order. You're recently engaged. Can you just yeah. talk about living? Like, so I feel like athletes and, and business people are so synonymous. It's like, you know, once you take off that player's tag, settle down recently engaged as well so can you just talk about oh, congratulations thank you can you just talk about the new lifestyle like just what that's like being you know married woman life now I love it personally right well I'm not married just yet okay um, but yes absolutely happily very happily recently engaged um and I was one of those type of people that was like I always wanted to get married but um, this is one of the things that you just have to pray for and just kind of hope you meet somebody 
um, and the, the souls and everything just aligns itself because like, you know, with success and in the business world, um, also, you know, in, um, you know, athletics and things of that nature, I was an athlete growing up. So these are industries that, that, you know, it's like hard work beats talent. You know what I'm saying? You can work really, really hard and you can get what you want. But when it comes to finding that right person, um, you know, to, to marry and share that forever with, um, it's really just something that, that kind of has to align up, you know what I mean? And so I'm um, definitely blessed that I've met my fiance, Sydney. Um, we're looking at getting married to 22-22, so next year. Okay, that, I like that. Year. I like them kind of numbers together. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh-huh, here in Atlanta. So um, we're actually going to be starting our marriage counseling um, over the next four weeks. Um, so looking forward to that. Just want to make sure that we have a really, really good foundation, you know, before we tie that knot. And uh, definitely super excited, man. Super excited. Congratulations. Hey, being a serial entrepreneur is serious business. I've been it and tried to hold down five things at one time. I mean, it's your whole life. You constantly morning, noon, and night. You have to be thinking, you know, what am I doing with this particular aspect, this particular company, this particular uh, activity that I'm doing. It's tough. It's tough. And I want y'all to just listen to what Snooker Book of that nugget she just dropped. She just said, I was doing five jobs at one time. She was juggling, by the way, it's me. I have two sisters, so five jobs, two, three daughters and a husband. Shouts to Snooker Book of, this is, we don't have roses this week, but let me give you some roses for just throwing <laughs> that out there like that. She's a hustler, baby. I just want also, you to know, okay? Paul knows about being a hustler. He he been he been yeah. uh, he been his own entrepreneur since he was been diapers. I was like ten oh, years. PG Sports. <laughs> ten years. Did you start, Paul? Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> start. No, oh, like, he like he's so like thank humble. you guys. He did the so Trey Young shrug. Like thank you guys. I've been about it. <laughs> Where'd you start? Yeah. Oh, so I used to have like yard sales and stuff. So I guess you'd say that and flipping, you know, I used to go to to GameStop and then, you know, you get pissed off when they give you like $5. So then I was like, all right. And I figured out eBay and then I used to sell the games for more. So like more than you would. Since he was a diaper. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. We're we're a Shark Tank. We love Shark Tank. And they talk about stories like that. Like all of the big entrepreneurs, they started like yard sales, selling lemonade, door to door with papers. Like it starts there. So, okay, with the entrepreneurs in the chat right now. All right. So, this is speaking of just showing and telling things about yourselves. We're going to do, we're going to bring it back. Okay. Show and tell. VP, I think, has something to show us and then tell us all about. What is it? Okay. So, it's a thing, it's a subject we brought up pretty often. And on this thing, there's three people that we mentioned or three, well, two people and a, one thing we mentioned definitely on the show. So I'll okay. show you, I'll show you a, <laughs> another baseball card. Oh. But, Him and these but, baseball cards. But it has, it's, there's Dogecoin on it and it's Fernando Tatis, you know, the, the guy that got like 325 million and it's designed by the one and only Ben Bollock. Oh, what? No. Okay. This is what. Let me just tell y'all what just happened. We. Paul says, "Hey, I have something that I can show and tell if we want to do that." And then he comes out here and flexes on us with flexes. a Doge card designed by Ben the Baller of Fernando. <laughs> is that like? Do I have the facts correct right now? He. 
I didn't know he was going to casually drop that on us. Well, I'm glad he casually dropped it on us. And it's, it is. And guess what, guys? It's not virtual. He's actually holding it yeah. in, in his hands. He has something he can look at tomorrow in his hand. I'm so happy to see it. I'm so happy to see it. You know it. what? It's true. And because I, we, do a, we do a lot of digital stuff, Snooker Booker. So this is actually a physical item. And I take back being humble, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I, I take that big humble. Now listen, listen. Russ said something that Serena told me. And if you guys don't know Serena, that's my baby. Serena told me that Russ talked about you gotta vibrate at a certain way, a length. Like if you worked hard to to be it there, and it's not be arrogant, it's not be boastful, but vibrate where you are, basically. So VP, he's he's ahead of the game. Like he keeps me, he's like pulling me to the game. And, and like, you know, he's like, no, we need to talk about, you know, you need to look at these NFTs. No, you need to know what's going on with crypto. So he's making me, pulling me into where everyone is going. So if you vibrate in there, VP, PGZ, vibrate where you at, okay? <laughs> and actually, uh, so funny thing is the other day, Fernando Tatis Jr. just said that he wants to be the Dominican Derek Jeter. Oh. So he, so he got some big goals ahead of him. Okay. But I mean, that he's already making dope. 325 mil, so he's good. Whew. Couldn't he's tell making what 325 mil. What is he talking about? He is the Dominican Derek Jeter. <laughs> what is he talking about? You are there, my friend. Like, goodness. And shout to the Dominican Republic because that might be the next place that the Montgomery's make some memories. Oh, right. I'm just Ooh. saying, you know, we might have to get yes, there. Yes. And speaking of making memories, Snookabooka, tell us what you got for us for Remote Roots this week. Well, okay. So last week I told you about my routine for preparing for vegetation. I mean, vegetation, preparing for vacation. <laughs> and, and I disclosed something about our family that, you know, like they do it, Alcoholics Anonymous. My name is Snook and I am a germaphobe. So you learned about that. Hi, Snook. Week. On. <laughs> and my kids are germaphobes as well. So from the oldest germaphobe to the youngest, we had a lot to do to prepare for vacation, especially after COVID. Now, let me add, our family is also very competitive of handing out our shirts for vacation. So we did a little video to show you how it's done. You see the shirt we made hands on? Well, they were distributed to all 21 of our family members. So let me show you how it goes. Enjoy. <laughs> okay, so let me break down what just happened in that clip. I was asleep, fast asleep in my bed, just as happy as could be. Had a nice long day at the amusement park. I'm tired. My sister, Nishay, my, my fault, Nishay Short, recently married, she pulled, literally drags me by my feet out of bed in my snuggie. And, I'm, and she's like, come on, we have an announcement to make. So I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So then Shay starts dishing out. She's slanging t-shirts. One for you, you get a t-shirt, you get a t-shirt, you get a t-shirt. Shay's slanging them t-shirts. So I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. Then as you guys see, she holds up a little baby onesie and the whole room goes silent. And we're like, what, what is that? That's a onesie, but what are you talking about? It had the number 13 on the back of it. We know there's only 12 kids. So why do you have a onesie with a number 13 on the back? What happens next, Cole? Let me tell you. So chaos ensued when we all start screaming, you're pregnant? 
I run over with a big hug. I'm excited. The children are disgusted and like, no, not another <laughs> one. And all of a sudden, once I'm all excited and Renee is all excited and the grandma and, like, and Ron is like stunned. My dad is stunned. He's like, yeah. are you serious? Then all of the sudden, she goes, psych. April Fools. No, oh, no, yeah, April Fools. That was even worse. And then Renee goes, it's, it's not even April. April. <laughs> My sister is, she pranked us all. And listen, the reason that she had us hook, line, and sinker is because she's recently married. She got married like a month and a half ago. Her, she's newlyweds. And she brings out this onesie with a number 13 on it. And we're like, oh my gosh, mind you, let me tell you about the Brady Bunch. Nishe has one, two, three kids on her side. Or is it three or four? Yeah, Nishe has three kids on her side. Ramel has how many kids on his side? Three girls on his side. So they became the Brady Bunch. They have six kids. They had to to buy a whole new vehicle to even just transport the whole family (laughs) together at the same time. They're that type of family. So you mean to tell me there's another one on the way? That's what the that's what the kids' energy was. Me and Cole were like, what? It's a celebration. And we started going crazy. All for an April Fool's joke that happened in July or in June. I don't know what month this is, but <laughs> and let me just add, our family is famous for pranks. We try to get the best pranks ever. We're always trying to prank one another. So I think this is one of the better ones we've ever had. It was. I had to give it to Shay because I was like, let me go back. I was dead asleep. So let me remind you guys that she woke me up for a prank. I was fine for her waking me up to tell me she's pregnant. That's a real announcement. But I couldn't even be mad because I was like, you know what? That was a good prank, man. She went through and made a whole shirt. That's the details matter when you're pranking. And she went that extra mile. So I just had to dap her up and be like, you did that, sis. You did that. Maybe she'll need the next one. one. We say huh? maybe she'll need the shirt one day. Oh, oh, baby. oh boy. Oh boy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so while we were at the amusement park, I randomly so a guy saw me in this shirt. Well, it wasn't this shirt, but it was another one of the shirts that we handed out and had ready to go. And he said, Oh, you're looking for the Montgomery's? They're over there. Well, that sparked a whole conversation. And would you, I thought it was a scam. I really thought it was a scam that radio stations, when they do those giveaways, a free vacation to Disney. I met a guy who was on a free vacation from the radio. All right, so I'm here with my guy. Tell me how you got to Disney. So, well, uh, Universal. Universal, I'm Orlando, sorry. we're still Orlando. Uh-huh. We got it. So we won all expense paid tickets for like a week to the Sapphire Hotel and tickets for the park on the radio. On the radio. On the radio. I thought in. that was a scam. That's no, why I'm like. We hit it. We hit it. We yeah, but tell them about how your sister, what your sister did. My sister, she called. She just called on the radio. Boom. She won tickets for her and her man. She called back the next day. Wins again. Pretends to be my girl on the spot and then boom now we got tickets and everything so we're riding i'm mr gonzalez now yeah unbelievable yeah, i just yeah. never really knew people really yeah. won that yeah, stuff you gotta come out here to find people like this this is crazy what massachusetts is dude what's up i was walking to the amusement park he said if you're looking for the montgomery's they're on the other side over there and i was like what how did you know that and he was like the shirts y'all all got the same shirts on and I'm like, what? That's crazy. And I was like, so what are you doing here? He's like, no, he said, I'm with family too. And I was like, oh, that's dope. How did y'all get here? Like, how many of y'all? He's like, we won it on the radio. And then I started recording. 
<laughs> right. And then when we were getting ready to eat, Paul, Ron and I went somewhere else. And so when we entered the food court, the guy said, oh, y'all are Montgomery's. They're up there. And yeah, so they knew that's where we were, all my t-shirts. <laughs> so for people, like for people so that don't like the shirts and don't think that it's okay, Shouts to Suzanne A. Bear and Kat. Y'all don't like these shirts, but it was very helpful at Disney. I'm not going to lie. I'm a type that I don't care if we have the shirts or if we do have the shirts. But since we did have the shirts, boy, were they a topic of conversation everywhere we went. We went 21 deep to Disney, 21 deep to Universal, 21 deep everywhere and everywhere we went. People were like, yo, I saw your family over there. Yo, you're part of that Montgomery crew. So shouts to the Montgomery crew on vacation, man. This was our vacation episode. As you can see, my shirt's wrinkled. We're on vacation. I don't have an iron here. Brought the vibes, brought the bucket cap. Snook brought the bikini, okay? Join us next week. Join us every week. Join us next week. Join us this week. Join us every week where we connect while being remote, even sometimes on vacation. Hey! is your partner big boy interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood introducing neighbor to neighbor a california volunteers network that empowers you to take action contribute to local needs and be a part of something bigger than yourself visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community neighbor to neighbor it takes a neighborhood hello everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.